This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, May 6th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Local, voluntary, 30 by 30 plan is here. Farmers engaged on climate and Trump's contract worker plan killed. America the Beautiful plan aims to boost conservation. The Biden administration is finally putting some detail today on its 30 by 30 plan. The president's call for conserving 30% of U.S. land by 2030 has been raising a lot of concerns across the countryside that administration officials have been pushing back on for several weeks now. According to a media advisory, the 10-year America the Beautiful plan will be a locally-led and voluntary nationwide effort. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack will be joining White House Climate Advisor Gina McCarthy and Interior Secretary Deb Holland in discussing the details of the plan. Bill Hohenstein, the director of USDA's Office of Energy and Environmental Policy, says the plan should help the U.S. in international climate negotiations. Now keep in mind, USDA is due out soon with a separate strategy for increasing the use of climate-smart farming practices. Vilsack, Farmers Engaged in Climate Effort. During a White House briefing yesterday, Secretary Vilsack told reporters that farmers are showing increased interest in addressing climate change, citing a meeting in Iowa on Tuesday with EPA Administrator Michael Regan that included 25 producers. Vilsack said, I was very pleased with the level of support and interest that the farm community has for ways in which they can engage in this effort to reduce emissions. By the way, Vilsack was pressed by a reporter on whether he and the statutory authority to operate a carbon bank, something many Republicans say that he doesn't. Vilsack didn't quite answer directly, but did say, quote, We have a lot of flexibility already at USDA, and we're going to be utilizing that flexibility in a way that creates more new and better markets, and I think farmers are going to be very agreeable with that. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Today's Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, a powerful advocate in Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. We believe environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. DOE, corn ethanol improves its carbon footprint. The biofuel industry is urging policymakers to consider new energy department research on corn ethanol as they look at ways to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. According to the DOE study, greenhouse gas emissions from corn ethanol are now 44 to 52 percent lower than they are for gasoline because of efficiency increases in both corn and ethanol production. Why it may or may not matter? Well, advanced biofuels, which must reduce greenhouse gas emissions by at least 50 percent, qualify for their special usage requirements under the renewable fuel standard. However, Corn ethanol is currently excluded from qualifying as an advanced biofuel no matter what the greenhouse gas reduction is unless the law is changed. By the way, 
The National Biodiesel Board is asking to meet with EPA Administrator Regan to discuss a new study showing the public health benefits and economic savings of using 100% biodiesel in home heating oil and transportation sectors. Labor withdraws Trump's independent contractor rule. The Labor Department is killing a Trump administration plan that farm worker advocates said would have made it easier for employers to classify workers as independent contractors, making them ineligible for some wage protections. The Trump rule was designed to clarify provisions in the Fair Labor Standards Act, but the Labor Department said it was inconsistent with the purpose and text of the bill, which guarantees workers minimum wage and overtime past 40 hours of work in a week. The National Council of Agriculture Employers said the rule created a common-sense approach for deciding whether someone is an independent contractor or an employee. Farm worker Justice said the rule would have unfairly led to more workers being excluded from vital labor protections. United Nations FAO wants plant protective advice. The United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization is putting the call out for new ideas on how better to protect farmers' crops from pest and disease while also improving conditions for international trade. The International Plant Protection Convention, a component of the FAO, says priority will be given to proposals that have the largest potential global impact, contribute to the purpose of the IPPC, can be implemented at the global level, clearly identify problems that need to be resolved through the development or implementation of standards, and for which there is adequate technical information available to support the proposed initiative. State finds some success in combating weed resistance. A new study finds that Minnesota has been successful in preventing Palmer amaranth from gaining a toehold in the state in part to early detection and rapid response to observed infestations. In 2020, the weed showed up in only one county. The study, published in the journal Weed Technology, said prescribed burns and killing the plants with propane torches turned out to be effective methods of control. The Minnesota Department of Agriculture and University of Minnesota Extension also put effort into educating landowners and the public about the weed. Malaysia's cotton imports on the rise. The COVID-19 pandemic hit the Malaysian apparel industry hard. But the country is expected to be 80% vaccinated by the end of the year, and that's good news for cotton producers. USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service is expecting a rebound for the country's cotton imports and clothing production. Two major apparel companies permanently closed operations in Malaysia during the pandemic, but the country is now forecast to import 800,000 bales of cotton in the 2021-22 marketing year, That's up 14% from 2021, according to a new FAS report out of Kuala Lumpur. The U.S. is by far the largest supplier of cotton to Malaysia. Here's today's He Said It. I understand that litigation is going to be what it is, and we will obviously have the Department of Justice and others do what they do. But in the meantime, the U.S. Department of Agriculture is going to move forward with that effort. That Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack asked about litigation challenging the constitutionality of a $4 billion debt relief plan for minority farmers. 
Will. That's Daybreak for this Thursday, May 6th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.